hey, welcome to Creative Block. We're your hosts, Gene. And V. We interview people in creative industries about their life, work, and hobbies while we doodle jam. We ask people on Twitter if they have specific topics they want us to discuss, as well as some drawing prompts. And today with us, we have Chris Enka. Hi. Hello, hello. Hi, Chris. How's it going? Welcome to the show. Very happy to be here. Yeah, We're thanks happy for to have coming. You. Yeah. Uh, Chris, tell yes. us who you are and what you do. Uh, I'm Chris Anka. Most people will probably know me from uh, my time working for Marvel Comics. Uh, I was there for... I mean, I'm still ongoing, but I was there mainly for about seven years. Mm-hmm. And then I have now uh, spent the last two and a half years as a character designer on Across the Spider-Verse. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Did you... Um, I kind of always ask this question, but like, when did you realize or like how soon did you realize you wanted to go into art as um i kind of always did it it was one of those like i I was jew as a kid sort of a deal and it was like the one thing in school that i was always good at Mm -hmm. um so i just sort of never stopped doing it um and then around um high school i was i went to i went to an arts high school in l.a Oh, cool. What's the name of it? Uh, it's called LOXA, uh, Los Angeles County High School for the Arts. Uh, the big name coming out of it is is the band Heim. Um, they wow. were there when I was there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, with, through that, I kind of got to like test the waters. It was like an animation class, figure drawing stuff, mm-hmm. you know, graphic design, all that, all that kind of jazz. And I really like doing animation. I grew up as like a big animation kid. You know, my dad got me into a lot of like, Looney Tunes. Um, Oh really? That's yeah, I, so funny. I, I was I was I was a huge I was a huge Looney Tunes kid, uh, very big, very big Chuck Jones kid. Um, wow, that's and, cool. and then kind of you know being there sort of like the, at the like watching the sort of the birth of Pixar, right? Mm-hmm. And and kind of Incredibles comes out when I was either in middle school, or right at the beginning of high school. I can't remember. Um, and that was like, oh, that's what I want to do. And like, you know, like, you know, especially because like that movie had a really good behind the scenes documentary about it, kind of tracking sort of the progress and kind of getting this to really see what the character designer job was mm. um on that movie and i was like oh no that's that's what i want to do so i very much focused on animation during high school um and then by the luck of me totally spacing out and having to take the sats um mm-hmm. the only school i could apply to is cal arts because it was the only school that like didn't, that didn't require SAT or ACTs. Really, that's yeah, so funny. Yeah. So I, apply, <laughs> I, I, I was, I was, it was the only school. I, I applied to that. I applied to Art Center, I believe. But oh arts, yeah, yeah, the big two. Yeah. I don't think I got into Art Center. I got into Cal Arts though. And so that was that. It was just sort of like I kind of just like, oh okay, we're just, we're just gonna do this. Um, and then and then I just yeah went 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 there for you know, character animation program, and I was very focused on just doing character design. That was kind of really all I wanted to do. Um, I think it's really cool that you knew you wanted to do character design, because I feel like a lot of the time the stories kind of go like, oh, I know I kind of want to go into animation, but I don't really know what part of the pipeline yet. Uh, is it because you you were always just, were you were you more interested in like designing like rather than like the movement of animating and stuff yeah like like i i always enjoyed the act of animating i think that is it's i think it's therapeutic and fun Mm. um but i very much am like i'm a designer brain Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. i don't you know i don't have these like grand ideas of stories to tell all the stories i want to tell are through a character design yeah, oh, kind I of. Like, it's like I, I, I boil everything into the design and go. That's the character, and they can just sort of live, and that's the story, you know. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I was always, I was just even throughout all of Cal Arts, even was trying, you know, story and animation and CG animation, two D. I just wanted to be a designer. Um, mm. And the, the kind of the, the struggle though was at the time of I was at Cal Arts because this, this would be from like oh seven to twenty twelve. So I took a year off there. Um, was this is like at the height of Pixar, you know, Ratatouille had just come out and all of my upper classmates who were getting internships up there were mm. all kind of like, there is really no foot in the door. They have everyone they need. They don't need new designers. Like, you know, all these like really good designers out of a school were going up there and they were just doing largely grunt work. 
mm-hmm. for the design team. And they're like, you can't mm-hmm. really get promoted because no one's leaving the studio. The studio's not old enough. No one's really getting rotated out. Sure. And it was a very kind of sounding, very stagnant um, environment. Mm-hmm. And so there was really kind of this hard of like, what do we do then? And I think it's probably kind of a common story around that time. Um, like I, I, I like to say, this is the this is from the in between years of of CalArts is no longer a Disney school because the two D department and all two D animation kind of died. Yeah, it's <laughs> the dreams of being a Pixar school weren't really there because Pixar had everybody. But this was before it transitioned into being kind of what I think is, is like a card network school. Because then like That's a few true. a few years yeah. after this, everyone out of CalArts just goes right into to, to Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. And so we were kind of in that middle period where really no one kind of knew what to do. Um, and, you know, still, gra- you know, graduated, but there really wasn't any design positions. Mm-hmm. And by luck of it, uh, someone I, I kind of met through the school and I'd done some work for was uh, a guy, Joaquin DeSantos, mm-hmm. who uh, yeah. I think at that point was doing, you know, it was like... I, I, I think he was in EP. I forget what exactly his his title was, but he was on you know core. He was on Avatar. He had been done mm-hmm. a bunch of actions up beforehand, and I'd helped him through a few, um, kind of freelance design assignments. So he sort of he knew of me. We had we had kind of a rapport, and mm-hmm. he was like you know when I left CalArts, he's like, do you want to take a test for Cora, a storyboard test? Mm-hmm. And I did some you know at this point you're trying to get you know into the industry at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do the test and he got acting. He's like, Hey, so look, we don't have a position right now, but Ninja Turtles needs someone immediately. Uh, and I was like, okay, cool. So I jumped onto the, the CG Ninja Turtles show at yeah. that time. As a board artist or as a designer? As a board artist for the first six months. And then kind of as scheduling was going and as there was, I was, I was right there at the beginning of the end of season one into season two. There was really a lot of 2D art assets that they didn't have enough artists for at the time, and so about six months in, I transitioned from being a 2D art from a, being a board artist to what I guess technically was a prop artist, mm-hmm. but I was doing a lot of like special poses and like there's posters in Raphael's room that I painted myself. Oh, that's cool! So oh, it's like wow. I did I did a lot yeah. of asset stuff for the show, and mm-hmm. I was there for one year. Because near the end of my time there, um, throughout this whole process, I am doing little bits of comic work. Um, oh, so you're I'd, doing both at the same time? At the same time, I started. Oh, I started wow. doing comics in my final year of of, of Cal Arts. Um, mm. In my year off, I'm Marvel. I, I took a year off between my third and fourth year. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool! Interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I needed a break. I was kind of like you know watching sort of the. the character design like career kind of dry up i was like i didn't know what mm. i wanted to do i dropped mm. out of school i worked at this is just gonna be a bit weird so like i worked at uh sideshow collectibles for a year as a oh, designer sure. mm. um which was sort of a, a very nice just kind of break and they had nothing to really do with what i wanted to do as a career but it was like really good kind of you know an artistic just breather but mm-hmm. at that time, a Marvel editor had found me, and I and he really wanted me to do comics for him. But I was like, I'm going back to school. I don't have the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I started doing covers for him. So uh, covers were how I was making my rent during my last year of school. And I'd done um, a fill-in issue for a Robert Kirkman book because their artist had dropped out. And so I was kind of dipping my toe a little bit into comics here and there. And this whole time, this Marvel editor is like, can I get you? Can I get you? Can I get you? And I'm like, no, 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 no. And, and, you know, I'm at Ninja Turtles. I'm at Ninja Turtles for a year. And eventually he's like, throughout that year, he was like, can I give you like one issue? Just, just draw 10 pages for me. And, and you have mm-hmm. two months to do it. Oh, nice. So I was like, <laughs> okay, I will. They got you. Yeah, I was like, I'll, do, I'll do that. I'll do that. I did the one thing. And then he's like, okay, cool. Can you do like a 30-page issue and you have six months? And so I was doing that on top of my day job. I was going into Ninja Turtles from nine to five. And then oh for about gosh. five to midnight, I would work on comics. And I did that oh for, you know, like uh, like eight months. And I was at this point, I'm, I'm fried. I was like, I, I can't do both. Right. Um, and then one How day. How old were you at the time? Uh, this is right out of college. So I was 21, 22. 
Okay. Yeah, I guess that's the time. That's the only time you can you have the energy, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I get a I get a an email from my editor at that point, and this is this is near like a, the one year mark of me being on Ninja Turtles. And he's mm. like, "Hey, so you're about to get a call from this other editor, and she's going to want you to draw the X Men book, and then you're going to get another call from the legal department because they're going to want to offer you a contract." So buckle up. Oh, um, so I have to like I have to like run outside like from like outside the building to take these calls. Um, but then they were like, "Hey, so we're gonna offer you a two year contract to draw X Men for us. Are you in?" Mm-hmm. Um, and like you know, so it was sort of like this big kind of moment of like, do I make a huge career shift? Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't, you know, I'm, I'm still not, I'm not, I'm not a huge Ninja Turtles fan. It was just sort of a job for me. But I'm a huge X-Men fan. And I was like, you know what? Okay, I'll do it. I'll make that full shit. This is a full time. Um, the salary's about the same. Um, yeah. And I get to draw things I actually like. That's also, surprising. Because I, I know comics usually doesn't pay that well. But that's I guess that's Marvel money. Eh, yeah, yeah. I mean, eh, you know, it's still not <laughs> it's still not a great pay. But also, they kind of, you know, I, I think it's my, like, foot in the door first animation. Okay you know, kind of period mm. as well. Got it, got it, got it. Um, so it's kind, it was it was, a, it was a little less, but it was a cl- equivalent enough that it wasn't like sure, a yeah. deal breaker. Yeah. Um, and... I, I was also going to ask you, in terms of style, at the time when you were working on Turtles, because you have a very realistic style, um, did, you, did you have a portfolio with also like more cartoony stuff or have you always kind of fostered this more realistic um no at that time i was i was fully kind of cartoony oh really the realistic was the like the 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 thing i had to learn from marvel yeah really that's so interesting i kind of had the cartoony sort of like through bits and pieces just sort of stripped out of my stuff for that time and it's also a part of me just like because of all of the marvel artists that i really liked at that time were very realistic and Mm -hmm. so i just kind of naturally shifted and i kind of regret that a little bit um Mm. No, like it was, it was like a kind of an ongo- you know running joke on on the on the board team that you know because I was a designer, I was the only one drawing the turtles on model for that show. <laughs> yeah. um, like that yeah. that was my style. Like you know, like mm-hmm. the Spider Verse style is like kind of where I re- naturally sit in. Mm-hmm. Um, having to go realistic was something I had to learn for myself at Marvel. Interesting. Uh, oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. And so I kind of get like, you know, there's, there's, I was actually reading a thing a few days ago of, of this person kind of giving flack to like that generation of Marvel artists and being like way too realistic and kind of losing. Mm. And I was like, that was kind of like <laughs> a forced decision. It wasn't even really like what I wanted to do. But mm. I think just like that was the image of Marvel in my head. Mm, and so I, I just, I was trying to fit into that mold rather than like you know, the really cool, like, late 90s, like, Joe Mad stuff. Mm-hmm. That, like, that is still very Marvel. And, you know, the, the Capcom stuff is still very Marvel. But it's, it's just not how I thought of Marvel. And mm-hmm. so I sort of shifted myself. Um, and, and, you know, what was great about Spider-Man is, like, I've, I've kind of had to relearn that back. Um, mm-hmm. Which keeps everything fresh. But, yeah, so then I, I, went, into, I went into comics and I worked, I worked in comics for seven straight years. Um, and then my contract finally, my contract got re-upped and I was finally wrapped up in 2019. And at that point wow. I was just ready. And, 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 and it was, it was kind of funny that around that time there was, um, Joaquin who had now been hired as the director for Spider-Verse 2, mm. um, had been kind of approaching me of like, Hey, like we're going to get you for this movie whenever you're ready <laughs> or whenever we're ready. And it just sort of lined up. Um, oh great! Uh, you gotta love when that happens, right? Yeah, like I think I think I left. I left. It, 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 there was about a year buffer, but from like when I officially left Marvel to when I started on Spider Verse, mm. um, but it was enough that it, you know it timed out correctly. And then I, at that point, also I was like kind of ready to go back to animation. I was oh, yeah. sort of tired of the freelance life, um, you know. Yeah, I was going to ask you about it, like, uh, in terms of, like, day-to-day, do you feel like, I mean, I guess the, it was similar to being in the pandemic in terms of, like, work from home, right? I don't know. Oh, there was a, there was a huge, there was a big running joke on Spider-Man, like, hey, Chris, like, how are you doing in pandemic? Are you okay? And I'm like, I've been doing this for eight years. There's, like, nothing has changed for me. 
Oh my! I've literally yeah. just been at home on this computer yeah. for a year. You know, like I think, so I didn't skip a beat. Like I never, I never got used to studio life. I never got used to seeing people. Right. Oh wow! Um, and yeah, that's something I was really looking easy. forward to. It was, but like my my very first day on Spider Verse was the first day of pandemic. No. I was supposed to turn in my paperwork the week before, and this is when you know it was kind of all bubbling up, and so it was like you can't come in. So, like, I'm, like, you know, it was raining that week, and I'm, like, walking around West Hollywood trying to find a notary to finish off my paperwork so I have to mail it in, you know? And I'm, like, <laughs> I got to find something so I can, I can start working on Monday. Um, wow. Yeah, so just, like, I was looking forward to coming in and all that, and then it just never happened. And I'm, like, like I was – but I was already set up for that life. I was already yeah. prepared yeah. Kind of to do – be at home. Mentally. Roll out, roll out of bed and start working was, was what I was used to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I, yeah, because we've only met on the webcam, but it's true. You never came to the office. It's so funny. No, I never did. Like the most <laughs> I saw the, the, the board team was those like story pitches. Yeah. 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 Other than wow. that, I just I was never there. Do you, would you want to like go into an office again, or are you feeling pretty? Good I, about I mean, I yes, just for the the nature of like I have been isolated now for eleven years. You know, oh, wow. so I think, you know, because I, I still have that, like, you know, because like, you know, I, I didn't turn in WB back in high school. I still have that, like, oh, like a studio. Mm-hmm. Like, that's still cool to me. And like walking around a studio and having your own desk and, you know, seeing people organize and, and all that. It's still kind of a fun, novel idea to me. Um, and at one point, Sony started letting people come back into the studio. And, and I was like, I'm ready to go. And I come in and I'm like the only one there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And after four days, that I was like talking to my, you know, my production manager, and I was like, "No one's here. There's no collaborative process, and it's 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 an hour and a half of my day of like commuting. Like I'm just gonna work work from home." She's like, "Yeah, it's fine." Like like, there was no push until some until they're like, "Let's get everyone back." I think that's when I'll go back in, um, or you you know, whatever a job requires everyone to go back is when I'll start going back in, um. I agree. I feel like this is kind of, it's kind of like the standard now, like even on the show that I'm on currently, um, which is a Looney Tunes show, which is why I was like, oh, you oh, were yeah. really into Looney Tunes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, uh, the director really uh, likes to have people come to the studio, but even then I feel like we'll be there for like the big meetings, but most of the mm-hmm. time everyone's just like, mm, home is comfy. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's also different for for you guys. Like with the, the, it's different for boards than it is for design because you know designers True. we get an assignment and then we don't need to turn anything in for a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's not really much that for us to kind of be around each other and work and bounce ideas. We're just we're just making designs until we're ready to show them. Mm-hmm. So it largely you know even at home it's like we do we have like one checkup meeting and then we don't speak to each other for seven days. Um, but it would be really fun to kind of all be back and like watch what everyone's doing. But until everyone is back, there really isn't kind of a point. Yeah, totally. Oh, that life. I wonder if it's ever going to, I wonder, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if it will ever come back to the office. Like I have my doubts. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. I, I think until like everything is like for sure safe. Yeah. But even then, like, if, if the pipeline is there, you know, if yeah. I think it's proved that, like, working from home isn't as um, detrimental as everyone kind of assumed it would be, mm-hmm. that, like, it's totally fine. Like, you know, people just want to work within their safety and they're, and they're still as efficient. You know, I think it's not be more so, honestly. Yeah. Like, a lot of times, I mean, I've heard some from, from some friends who are in higher up positions. I think they tend to have a bit of a trouble with younger newer hires who aren't as disciplined about their time oh i see what you're saying of the like yeah. i like i'm trying to get someone for a meeting and i don't know where they are kind of a thing whereas you know yeah that's true starting yeah. on this job of like oh no like i have to be up at nine because from any point from 8 a.m onwards or 9 p.m onwards like i might be thrown into a meeting i need to be there so like i have to be nine that's to five i can't i can't have a, like, a weird you know, flexible schedule yeah, I'm a, I'm a manager at a game studio right now, but I've experienced that too. It's like, I feel like th- there is something that comes with just working for longer that the people who have been working professionally for more years, they're just like on in the morning. <laughs> like they're yeah. just like ready yeah. for shit. And the younger artists tend to, yeah, they, they're a little bit harder to wrangle. And it's like not an issue, but it is kind of like, hey, where the fuck are you guys? Yeah, it's I think kinda, it was yeah. just something yeah. you just haven't learned about being in a workplace. 
right and being with with a team as a, you know because i was watching all my friends kind of complain about it and they were like how is it on on spider verse and i was like the median age of the designers is like 35 there's no issue here everyone's everyone's up at seven mm-hmm. you know <laughs> um and so like we're all there there's literally been no problems work from home everyone's ready for their meetings at all times um so it's just yeah. gonna be sort of i think now i don't i don't know if people have gotten better about it two years in I feel like it also kind of depends on like the kind of show and the kind of like um um what would you say like the um, uh gosh I'm like so slow this morning but the culture the culture of the show you know like there's like some shows where oh, it's a right, little yeah. bit more free form and there's like some show like I know there's uh, I've been on shows during the pandemic where like uh, production was super on top of everything and like all the meetings were booked a week in advance so people mm-hmm. knew when they had to turn up and then there was the been on show where it was just kind of like like more like go with the flow kind of mentality so then yeah you you're more like the artists are uh have to be at their station because it's kind of this thing where it's like you said like oh a meeting can pop up anytime yeah i, I, yeah. I got into a habit of like i would check um my work email like at 7 30 at night just to see like did someone throw me in a meeting at 8 a.m the next day yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, but that's a that's like a good habit that you just kind of pick up right like you, yeah. you just you learn that but it's not something that people know by default it's just yeah. interesting you, you some some stuff you take for granted when you've been working long enough and then you encounter a younger artist and you're like oh that's right i had to learn this too like <laughs> i used to be doing the same things um, what was your schedule like when you were working, uh, for Marvel and doing comics? Cause it's definitely, I assume at least a different sort of pipeline than any kind of animation pipeline. Oh, they would give you, they would give you a script and then you like the deadline is in a month or a month and a half that's Get it. It done. and that's it. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was personally, I think was, I was very good at like breaking down my time so that it's an even workload the whole throughout the whole way mm-hmm. i would figure out like what's the total workload how many weekdays do i have how so that how many hours of that and, they, and I, would, I would kind of break down the script by that way mm-hmm. so that i knew what i needed to get done every day so that no day was overly stacked mm-hmm. and then you didn't cram at the end you know mm-hmm. um but i was very commonly working like 14 hours a day 14 hours a day oh, yeah. holy oh, moly yeah. Um, <laughs> what's your favorite thing to do while you work? Do you, are you the kind of person who likes like the quiet environment and you're just like oh, laser not. focused? No, yeah. That's no, um, <laughs> your, no. your typical day no, working I, on the comic. I, 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 have like, I have like the Doom soundtrack playing, blasting Hell my yeah. head at like 10 in the morning and I'm like, we're, we're doing this. Shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's still incredible. I'm watching like video essays about Mick Gordon and stuff and they're like, this is the greatest like written soundtrack of all time. I'm like, it's very good. Uh, did you see that yeah. there's that this guy had a video he's like a music a producer and he's breaking down like if you take the the um the only thing they fear is you and if you turn into different genres like it's still brilliant it just yeah. when people think it's metal they have like yeah. this weird stigma against it he mm. uh he produced the last bring me the horizon album and it was you can like feel it you can hear that sort of like really industrial like thing. i don't know it was it was interesting when i found that out it's like oh yeah that is that is mickling yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, definitely yeah. with like Kingslayer and. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, twelve hours sounds like a lot, but I, I, it sounds like it's just sort of on and off, right? It's like you, you work for a bit, you walk away from it, you come back to it. Kind of, yeah. Like I would be very much flexible. Of like I need a thirty-minute break, throw on some Call of Duty, and then just sort of get it out of my yeah. system, and then go back, and then just break you know, it up more. I'm waking up at eleven a.m. and then I'm working until four in the morning but I, I sort of take breaks here throughout the day if i need to go to groceries or go see a movie I, can, I have that flexibility yeah um you had expressed an interest in talking about <laughs> one of our prompts um, <laughs> which is a great a great prompt but it does open up a can of worms which is um joe benson on our patreon or on our patreon uh discord mm-hmm. asked uh the founding avengers in the CalArts style and so, uh, what are your thoughts on the CalArts style, considering you went to CalArts and don't draw at all? In that yeah, that, that, that's, that, that's the thing. It's yeah. like, they, they use this sort of 
derogatory term. They've turned it into a derogatory term. No like, shade on Joe. Out. I know that's just like yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. But like that's the that's the yeah, that's the conundrum. Is that like I am I am from Cal Arts, you know, as as like you know I went you know four years of character animation at Cal Arts. I'm as you know thoroughbred as it comes, and I don't draw anything remotely near like that. Um, I could you know. Um, and on sure. the other side, I didn't go to CalArts, and I worked on Thundercats Roars. <laughs> yeah, that it's, funny just, thing? it's become this weird, because, like, what does that mean? Like, Tim Burton's CalArts, you know? Like, yeah. Is that CalArts style? Like, like it's such no. a broad term for what they throw shade at that doesn't actually hold any water. I actually think we we talked a l briefly about it on the Chris Mitchell episode. If like anyone's listening and wants to check that out because CalArt style before was the Dexter's Lab kind of style. Like yeah. there was an era that's- that like The, the, the Guinea McCracken stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was what it was. That's what they used the, the word for, which is really funny to think about. Like they mean Cartoon Network style, but like even then that's even like a, 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 it's kind of a too broad of a term. Mm -hmm. um, it's just they're correlating so many things and then to this yeah it's just it's just such a weird <laughs> insult that doesn't actually mean anything i think it's kind of it's kind of funny i mean i do understand the reaction from cartoon fans in the sense that they are reacting to seeing like a style that's kind of getting homogenized so it's kind of like I don't know if that's the right way to say it, like the, mm -hmm. the pronounce it, but like, it's like, oh, we're noticing patterns in design choices that are the same across multiple shows. So I can kind of, and so I think for someone to like notice a pattern, then it's like really rewarding. It's like, yes, my um, primate brain is working. I <laughs> can see patterns, <laughs> which, you know, <laughs> I mean, we all do that. We all do that. Um, yeah, we all do it. Yeah, so I think it, yeah, it's kind of funny. Uh, so funny. Did you? Uh, did you? Oh yeah. Did, no, go, go ahead. ahead go ahead. I was just gonna veer off into. Um, did you know you wanted to work into comics, or was this just kind of more like you were describing your journey, like, oh, that that just happened, um, or like, or was it something that you were interested in? I feel like I, I'm really interested in asking you this question because for me, I kind of wanted to do comics before I got into animation. But, you know, like we were talking about, comics is really hard financially. So animation makes more sense in terms of like uh, earning a living. Uh, no, I actively did not want to do comics. Um, oh, interesting. But, but, that, but that was more because I was a, I, like, animation was something I knew I wanted to do very young. And so I always mm -hmm. approached animation as something academic. Mm -hmm. of like, this is something I want to study. And mm -hmm. comics was something I got to enjoy. Right. And so I never wanted to cross those paths. I never wanted to start making the thing of oh. something I enjoy because I wanted to re remain enjoying it. And it's been kind of a struggle of, you know, at this point, reading comics of people I know or people that I don't oh. like. And it's like, it, it, you know, things get things get kind of yeah. tainted <laughs> with that, like with that, like, you know, being behind the curtain of it. Absolutely. And I'm like, I really did not want with comics. Comics was this magical, you know, you go to a comic store like once a month and you get all your new books and it's, you know, these are fun stories and you get away. And like, I loved all of that. And so the idea of like making it and kind of, oh, like, you know, these, these pages that like I adored as a child of like, I spent six hours on that. He just rushed it out. Like, like I didn't <laughs> want that level of like, uh seeing how the sausage was made and then yeah. it, it, so it was very it was it was a very tough like it was just that the opportunity was just too nice for me to, to say no to it mm. um but it was a very tough thing to to handle and, and it was sort of tough to kind of hold on to working in comics for those years of still enjoying it I, you know very yeah. very famously among my among all, all my peers i was the only one who still read comics you know, oh, everyone, really? everyone, everyone was so busy making them that they never sat down and read. But like me, sure. every Wednesday morning, I'm sitting there. I'm like, no, I'm going through. I'm going through my new books, because um, I, I still, you know, great art is great art. It doesn't matter. Um, and and it, so I've kind of maintained a level with it. But it was it was a very tough thing to kind of struggle with. Like I would rather because I really wanted to be a designer. So I, whether I could mm -hmm. be designing for games or for animation whatever i could do that that was what i wanted to do that was what i trained to do 
mm-hmm. comics was the thing I wanted to enjoy, and it was mm-hmm. thankfully it didn't really get touched too much that enjoyment. Um, it definitely did get marred a bit, but um, I think being back out of comics um, on, a, on, a, on like a full time basis. Um, it's it's allowed me to get some of that back, and I think also comic art has is it has kind of caught up with itself again, and people are starting to make really great things again. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's still a lot to enjoy, which is nice. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's kind of the what you were talking about. Like oh, struggling to still enjoy something that you're 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 you like a field that you're working in. That's kind of how I feel sometimes with animation. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like very relatable. Do you ever, do you feel with animation, you, you have a little bit more distance. So in terms of like, you know how like you, you're describing like, Oh, every Wednesday, I read my comics. Do you feel like you watch a lot of animation or is it more something that you have a little bit more distance with? Um, I definitely more distance. I, there was, I mean, there was a, honestly a, a good amount of time where I didn't watch any animation at all because I, 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 I was very much sort of like the angry designer of like why, <laughs> why does everything look the same? Yeah. And and I and I hit that I hit that level real hard. And I, I, I don't think I watched a Disney movie for nine, nine years. Yeah. Because it's like yeah. they all look identical to me. I'm I can't stand this. I think especially because I'm coming from design. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's other aspects of animation that, uh, that you know animation itself and rendering and all and, and and all that advanced, but the design I think because you're people were learning a new medium, mm-hmm. um, it stagnated real hard, and yeah. they were kind of fall, like resting on their laurels and resting on what they've already done because it was an easy it was easier to use a design they already understood through new pipelines. I understand, but that like but the, that was what I wanted to do. Was yeah. it was that specifically, and so seeing, you know, the the Elsa face pop up in eight movies was like I I can't do this I can't yeah I, can't I know what you mean stomach this and, and and it was it was really kind of tough finding things and and now we're at a point I think that people have have learned three D well enough that they can start yeah. breaking it again and that's been really exciting to watch and yeah you know it's so rare to even find two D animation stuff anymore yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. they're really blurring just, too it's interesting it's like yeah like there just wasn't a lot that movies. felt new you know mm-hmm. it, it felt like oh cool i've i've seen that before cool that's great i'm move mm-hmm. on with my life yeah. <laughs> no i agree it's it's interesting yeah like the last year honestly i mean it actually started with spider-verse i think that was a big mm-hmm. shift in how people looked at cg and now you look at like bad guys and even pixar starting to do like i've rewatched turning red a couple times. Yeah, Turning Red was like, fantastic. For yeah, me. It was, yeah, it's like so good and like so pretty mm-hmm. and like it takes the CG look, but they, it's, you know what I hate? I'm sorry, everybody that's worked on these movies. Uh-oh, but I, 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 hot I, take I hate coming. Hot take. We need like a sound effect. <laughs> Brew. Um, full I hate radio the, show about it. Yeah, I, I, I hate the uh, unnecessary realistic eyeballs that like all DreamWorks characters have. Where mm-hmm. they, you can see like every part of the the iris, and the, you know, and it's just like, why do we need that? And now I'm seeing more and more like way more flat eyes, but it looks great. Like it somehow ties it more into a 2D aesthetic, which is, I guess, all it needed. It's just like having the eyes not be so bulgy and weird and uh, shiny. I think yeah. There's also like I feel like there's just. Uh there's different studios have like different expectations in terms of like their brand like I feel like I was I remember hearing someone recently saying something along the lines of like with Disney the brand is so strong that no matter like how blue sky you are at the beginning of a project and how wonderful it looks it's gonna slowly get into the like frozen mold because it's like that's the brand yeah. uh but I feel like for studios like DreamWorks there's like a little bit more room because they have like those wacky designs like Madagascar like no matter what you think about them they're like more pushed right uh Mm -hmm. and Sony doesn't really have a strong specific studio style so there's like maybe a little bit more room there as well in terms of like oh we get to actually explore and break stuff we got some good questions on our discord and twitter that I'd love to ask you if you don't mind um from uh Joe Benson who mentioned the uh style so he gets two questions in for the price of one. 
what helps you when doing the colors, light, and shadow on your character designs, and what inspires you when doing character design in general? Um, color light like that. I don't really think about it too much with, with character design. Um, that's not really something necessary. Um, it's also even something I kind of had to like learn to remove. Um, because you know, there are color people on productions that will handle that. Um, and so I, I can suggest as much as I want, but what I do doesn't super matter. I'm there to kind of build the template and, and kind of lay the foundation. And then, you know, the 3d artists and the colorists, they'll be the ones who really figure out what, you know, the character can really do. Um, but in terms of inspiring, like, just designing, it entirely rests on the character. Um, and that can largely be dictated, usually it's largely dictated by scripts and what the, the needs are. Um, but then it's always trying to find new ways to add specificity to the design. You don't want, like, no two people in the world are the same. Um, even, you know, when you talk about, like, twins, there's subtle things that are different. And so you're trying to find as much of that into a, a design as possible. Um, and so no matter what, what uh, I, I wish I could talk about any of the designs from the movies because that'd be so much easier to, like, have a very specific thing. But You'll have you know, to come back on the show after it's out. Yeah, in a, in a year. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you just, you know, I, I, was, I was a good example of, like, you take five people and you all give them a hoodie. Everyone wears a hoodie differently. And, but like how they wear a hoodie and what kind of hoodie tells you a story about who that person is. And so usually, you know, you hope that a lot of that is, is dictated for you so you can have, have something to work off of. I'm someone who like, I love to design within parameters. Mm -hmm. um, the, more I, the more parameters I have, the more enjoyable problem solving I can do. Mm -hmm. um, but if I don't have those parameters, then I have to, then I put them up upon myself. I yeah. will, you know, where does this where does this person come from? How old are they? Uh, you know, what what is their sort of economic status? Um, do they enjoy what they do? Are they, you know, if, if it's like a fantasy character, it's like you know, what, what, as much of their backstories I can imbue because then that will dictate materials and 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 style and. Um, scarring you know all of those things are all character based and so i need to know or i need to decide as much of that as possible um otherwise the character is just going to feel massively generic um and that's th that's the worst thing you don't want a character that someone will forget about um and so yeah, yeah it just kind of comes from just a lot of you have to do a lot of research you have to have a lot of styles in your head like I have, a, I, have, I have a bunch of Pinterest boards that I just sort of throw things onto um, a lot of times you know working on um, the last Marvel book I worked on was The Runaways and that had uh, I think like eight teenagers as part of the team but they all wore real clothing and so I had uh, a massive amount of, of I had wardrobes for every single kid and yeah. That way I could, A, I could, whenever I need a new outfit, I can just go in there and I can just kind of like look, look through their closet. But B, it, it, it helped me sort of figure out exactly what um, every person was. And, and that gave everyone, a, 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 it felt like, if you, if you do it correctly, it feels like the character picks it for themselves. Rather oh, than really you cool. are slapping something on them. I think we've all seen designs in movie and games where it's like, oh, that was because the designer wanted to have them wearing that. Right. Mm -hmm. Not that, oh, it's like, of course they're wearing that. It has to, you, you, the better you can do it, it has to feel like that character would of course do this. Um, and the artist's hand is almost removed from it. And, you know, there is a balance there because a big part of the thing is you are being the one who's hired to design it, right? And it was something I kind of struggled with a lot in comics of... I want this to feel like, you know, a Marvel character or it needs to feel like the character that fits the book. But it's like, no, no, no. Like, they're hiring me to do this design, which means they want me to do what I do. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Um, 
Yeah. And so you have to kind of learn to not shy from that. And because mm. that's your voice, you know, mm-hmm. fashion designers and fashion stylists, if they're just all designing what is objectively good, they would all look the same. But they're all designing what is subjectively good for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that also fits in within the parameters of the assignment or the, the style. And then that gives you sort of taste. Um mm. And so you kind of just have to learn that balance and learn that sort of dance with yourself of like, there are brilliant designs that I've seen that like, I, I, I would just never go there. And I think that's also the fun of having design teams. And I, you know, I, I, I get like a, I see tweets all the time and like just thoughts of like, you know, one designer should redesign all of Marvel and just, <laughs> you know, have that. And I think as they do that with like the MCU has that very hard, like there yeah, is very much yeah. an MCU style. And, like, I get the rationale of it, but I also love, and I honestly prefer when everything is designed by someone else because that's how it is designed in real life. Fashion brands Mm -hmm. are all over the place. They're all designed by different people. You know, we don't have a unified visual language. We have varieties, and that's what creates personality. And I think that just creates interest, you know, I love having like eight different people and they all look like they're wildly from different things. And mm-hmm. it, it creates this, this just kind of this harmony in that chaos of, of individualism. And I think that's a huge aspect of it, of these, it needs to feel like the character, not like there is someone mandating the, the uniform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You right. all think about it with schooling and school uniforms. You're like the whole point is that, they're removing your individualism so that there is no issues, but in that individualism, people find their own voices. Yeah. Yeah. It's like literally the X-Men where it would be the same, you know? Yeah. Like that, you know, and those are like tactical uniforms, but even within that, they do things and, you know, they'll throw jackets on or like there's a customize it. They have such specific characters to themselves. That's why the X-Men I feel have, have, have lasted for so long. Storm is Storm. Kitty is Kitty. Logan is yeah. Logan. They are, not, they are not interchangeable at all. They are archetypes. And, and they're all, not even, I don't even know if they're fully archetypes, but they are so thoroughly th- thought through, they feel like real people. So you put them all in uniform, they all wear the uniform a little different. They all act a little different. They all move a little mm-hmm. different. And, you can, so you can, and that's part of the design. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that level of like, oh, I'm still seeing the character. Like, you know, a good design shows you the character. It's not mm-hmm. just there to look cool. It can look cool. Like that's also a really you know dope part of it is like you know look at the style on that. But you you want the character to feel natural in that look. Totally. I, I think that's really cool. Do you feel like you mentioned how like when you're getting hired to do comics, they want your voice? Do you feel like in animation, uh, um, there is that same um, uh spirit of like wanting to have your personal voice or do you feel like you have to fit a little bit more into a production and and work within more constraints like i guess the question would be do you have more constraints in animation or in comics i think i'm more constrained in comics um oh interesting yeah i think i, I at least you know i mean i don't have a, a huge litany of experience you know I, I, i've something from nine years ago and then i have spiderverse yeah, um, and so those are <laughs> oh, two. Ver- I thought you did a little bit of design on Turtles also. Well, those things. So it was like Turtles was very like I had to fit. I had to fit the the show. I right. had to do things. You know, I was, was doing posters that had to fit a style, or I had to do you know um, special poses that like were all based on the style. So like I, I really didn't have a lot of flexibility, which is more being production work. Whereas mm-hmm. Spider Verse is I'm doing you know from the floor up designs and. It was kind of, it, it is sort of that, like, am I drawing it in the Spider-Verse style? Am I drawing it in my own style? You know, if, uh, whenever the movie comes out, you can look at myself. You sort of see me kind of swimming in that. I'm like, at the beginning, I'm very much, like, my comic style. Mm-hmm. And then as, like, I go on, I kind of loosen up. And oh, I very cool. Just, like, it doesn't really matter, and I'm finding my voice a lot. And I'm also seeing what they need from me. Um, mm-hmm. and I, and I think that like level of, of flexibility kind of allowed me to last as long as I did. And it was just sort of like fitting in and like, you know, finding the voice and, and able to sort of loosening up all of those kind of 
parameters that I'd, I'd sort of got, grown accustomed to, um, which sort of made everything really gel for me. And I, I kind of like was able to get my voice back. Mm, that must have felt great, right? <laughs> I'm sorry? As that must have felt really great. Oh, right? yeah. Uh, yeah. It, 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 yeah. Like, I didn't really like, it didn't really notice it while it was happening. It, it very much felt tough and, and I was climbing up a hill. Yeah. And then, and then eventually it kind of dawned on me. I'm like, I'm still here, which means I, like, I figured something out and I, and I felt way more comfortable. But then it's also like, I'm looking at the other designers on the, on the production and I'm like, like, how am I stacking up with that? Like, this is, <laughs> this is insane. Uh, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm just sitting here like just, just acting like, oh, I'm just trying to figure this out. I hope no one notices, which I think is like a very common feeling you know? <laughs> you know i look at everyone like i i i don't like i just do not stack up with these people but like no one noticed yet so it's just keep going um imposter syndrome is real <laughs> yeah kind of i, was like, I don't yeah i i think because like i was so un, like unused to this this kind of um landscape and, and being back in animation mm. it felt so new to me again that like I was just like I'm I'm learning on the job and I'm learning <laughs> how to just sort of stay here as best I can and just we'll, we'll just see what happens. Hmm. Uh, that's really so uh, We got a question on Twitter from at Roberto Liz Art. Just wondering if you have any tips on dressing up characters in an interesting way. Again, okay. specificity. Um, just sit down and really think about like who that character is. And, and get as granular as you can get. Get get in that head. Get like, do they have favorite colors? You know, do they have favorite materials? What other activities like? Kind of, you know, do you want it to feel like things you've seen before? You know, there's all those kind of aspects of it. Of you just you just need to get in there as much as you can. It's really kind of the, the it's 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 sort of a common answer because it's it's really hard. But you, you don't know until you start doing it, and then you, the character should dictate all those, all the questions you should have about the character, the character should tell you back. Right. And, and the more you know about it, the, the, the easier that'll be. Um, and, and, and again, some of it can just be, because I think that's cool. That's a perfectly viable answer. Um, but, the, but, the, that, but everything has to be decision. It can't just be, oh, that's just what it is. Um, and, and, and do a lot of reference. Do a lot of reference. Mm -hmm. You'll see styles. You'll see shapes. You'll see um, expressions you've never seen before. And that could, that could you know, lend a huge thing. I think um, one of the de uh, decisions I made. So I, I, after Marvel, before, before Spider-Verse, I did a comic called White Trees um, at Image. And it was, ironically, it was originally supposed to be a sci-fi story. But I hate drawing sci-fi. <laughs> and so I was like, we make it a fantasy story. And he was like, yeah, whatever, it's fine. You know, the script doesn't change. Um, and I have seen a lot of, and I think most fantasy is very Eurocentric. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. It's all very Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And so approaching it, I was like, I want to kind of, A, I want very much no rules to it. A person's red just because they're red doesn't really matter. And, you know, I, I love that kind of. I've seen it a lot in sort of like Asian fantasy of like that person's just a pig, you know, yeah. whatever, like whatever. Um, and I based a lot of the architecture and a lot of styles on just Asian um, aesthetics. Just and, and I kind of I didn't pick one specific culture because I also didn't want to do that. I didn't want to be like, oh, this is very Chinese or this is very Japanese. I just sort of like took things that I thought of as Eastern aesthetic markers and I just sort of combine them into a new language. And I think that's one of the things a lot of people get lost in. It's an argument I had with a friend over Game of Thrones a lot of the time. It's like, you know, like, why is there so much, why is there still so much sexual violence in this show? It's like, well, it's like a, based on the, the time period and there wasn't, I'm like, there's zombies. <laughs> like, it's not based on anything anymore. There's a dragon in it, which means it's fantasy, which means someone's making a decision to keep that in. And, it you you're not out of control over your fantasy world like you are in control and everything has to be based on a decision mm -hmm. and so with white cheese i was making kind of conservative decisions of this i wanted this to feel more eastern than than eurocentric but also 
just things that I aesthetically like. And so it's not exactly um, one specific thing, but I made a decision to sort of lean it into, into a different sort of tone because I wanted to, it to feel different as a fantasy world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's like, yeah, we were... Yeah, I think the decision-making is... Uh, yeah, because we were talking about, like, dressing characters, right? Correct, uh, correct. How to, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think what's kind of cool is that you kind of went into, like, uh, set dressing, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> it, well, it's, 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 all, it's all design. It's all character. The yeah. set is part of the character. And the set tells the same story as the character's telling the story. And But, mm-hmm. like, the story is being told by me. And so when you're designing a character, the story is being told by you. And so... It's, it's, it's a dance between you and what this character is, but, you know, and you want, you want things to feel natural for the character, but the character is also created by you. And so the character can only ever look like this because it's coming from your hands. Mm-hmm. But then the more specific the character is, the more it dictates the decisions that your hands are doing, you know? So it's like, it's a, it's this give and take. And so that at, at the end of it, it should feel natural. It should feel very much, this was of course what it was supposed to be. Um, both for what the story dictates, but because you're the artist. You can never lose that fact that, you, you know, you never want something to feel like, oh, that could have been designed by anybody because then it just feels generic. It needs mm-hmm. to feel like it was designed by you and only you could have been the one to do that. Yep. Yeah. Um, from user at Dro's Attack. Sorry for the specific as heck question, but... Favorite outfit design while working on Runaways comic series or most fun character to draw while working on Runaways? Uh, the most fun I had drawing was Carolina just because there was so much expression with Carolina. Like, you know, I made her hair super big just be, mm-hmm. for that very thing. Like, to have, like, large graphic elements. Um, I think the Doombot was also incredibly fun for that level of there's, you know, everyone else is to a level so grounded. Mm-hmm. Um and and that that had its own challenges um but with Carolina and Doom I was kind of able to get a little bit more playful and a little bit more expressive with them favorite mm-hmm. outfit I think probably still my like the best is is the 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 Nico and Carolina gowns mm-hmm. um from issue 11 I think that's still and I don't I don't often get to design full like runway outfits um and so that was a really fun one to kind of put together very cool um uh, and so we had a couple people ask uh are there going to be any more comics like the white trees coming in the future uh i was given approval to be able to talk about this today Uh, and i'm i'm working on the sequel right now oh Oh, wow We got the inside scoop. Whoa, breaking news. Yeah, I I, I rolled off Spider-Verse yesterday. That was my last day on the production. Oh, really? Yeah, I I finally wrapped. And then, so now I'm going to spend the next uh, few months working on the sequel. I don't don't know, like, how we're rolling out, like, showing anything about it or talking about it. But I I am allowed to say at least, and allowed just by the writer, because he sometimes just want to, like, hold stuff. Um I, funny, like, I actually started this before Spider-Verse. Um, oh. I was supposed to have finished that. Like, you know, a lot of people complain, like, there's, there's no collections of the of White Trees, or it's hard to get White Trees anymore, because once we did the singles, um, once that when that first print went out, we never did another print. You don't mm-hmm. tend to print single issues over and over again. You tend to print collections over and over again. Yeah. Um, and we never did, because we were always holding off for a second story. Um, and so there's things that are being held because I never got to finish this. So I wanted to, uh, get that done before Spider-Man had come out and I'd drawn the whole first issue. Um, but then work started way sooner than I was expecting or Mm. Spider-Man started way sooner than I was expecting. And so I just, I couldn't juggle. I just had to stop. Mm. And I tried for a little while to do both. And I was just like, I, I can't, um, being on a on a very rigid nine to five like i I need to learn what that's like again and so i put everything on hold um and then once i got word i was being rolled off uh i was like hey ready to go again he's like cool get at it you know because i I have all the scripts i have it it's all already here so 
that's really cool is that a conversation that you have with your editor or also my, with the, the writer the writer the writer most of the writer mm. yeah um it's our it's like he originally wrote the story like when i when i first left marvel um he was a writer i'd worked with uh, uh, a guy named chip, chip zadarsky um mm-hmm. i did star lord with him and we just got along really well um and so when i was rolling off uh from marvel and i just wanted like to kind of do something creator um, I hit him up. I'm just like, do you have like just something? Because he, he had talked about doing sort of like mini graphic novels, these like sort of self-contained 60-issue mm-hmm. um, stories. And I was like, oh, that sounds really fun. That sounds like a really cool break after, you know, a monthly sc- uh, Marvel schedule for years. Just to do something self-contained and easy and we can just sort of one and done and just be done with it. And we did that. And then it, 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 it was popular enough and we enjoyed it well enough. They were like, do you want to do like a sequel to it? And and mm-hmm. so we've kind of pivoted to like, we can do stories in that world. Um, That's really cool. We can just kind of keep adding on. Um, and then he wrote me a, a second script that was very much a direct sequel to the first story. I was like, all right, cool. Well, this is what this is what it's going to be. Um, and I started drawing it, and then the movie happened, and I had to sort of pause. So now I'm back at it. Um, and it's already all written. I just need to draw it myself. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just all waiting on me. Oh, wow. That's cool, though. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to go back to it. Because, you know, again, like, I do want to have that, like, people do collections and, and, and have, have it in different languages. All of that was hinging on um, me finishing the second the second half. Oh, yeah. And so I'm, I'm really happy to be able to kind of get to it. Like, I was kind of struggling of like, do I find another animation job? Mm. Do I have to keep that going? Because the union stuff and the insurance stuff, but I was looking at it like, oh no, like I've accrued enough hours that I'm okay until like next spring. Yeah. Oh, nice. And I was, like, oh, nice. and I was yeah. like, you know what? Like, let me take a break. Let me, let me get this thing that has been on my plate for three years now. Let me just get yeah. it done. Let me just clear this <laughs> off. Let me just take that time. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to put out that need work. I'm just, I'm just going to focus on this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that way, being kind of, I can I can sort of move forward fresh. And if we want to come back to it, we can come back to it. But at least this has a finished statement, and and more people can read it, and we can kind of go forward from here rather than like having an unfinished thought that's forever burdening my to do list. Right. Yeah. 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 Totally. <laughs> and I I will say I had discovered regarding those benefits that like it does last for a while. But if you're not banking those hours, like once you once it's over, you have to rebuild it back up for another six months. Oh yeah, and so, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh yikes! But thankfully, like I got a different job that just covered me right away. Which that whole banking hours things is kind of annoying anyway. Like I get it. There's probably some legal reason, but it's like, man, you have to yeah, just like go they, half they a year. They seem to keep struggling with like what the best way to do insurance is. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, because like, right. I, I think back when on Turtles, it was like as long as you have the job, you're good. And then as soon as you leave the job, though, then I think I, I, I don't remember. It was it was always kind of like I remember when I left Turtles and went to animation, I had to formally leave the union. Yeah, because I was changing because I was changing industries. Mm. Um, yeah, but with I've this, to... oh, go ahead, sorry. because I'm I'm just between jobs, it, it doesn't really matter. It's more of just like I have to maintain the hours to get the benefits because while I'm still there. Yeah, it's all it's all weird. It's funny. I've talked to people outside of animation that work just you know normal people jobs, and they're always so like shocked to find out that a how much of it is contract based, which is all, and yeah. b yep. that like it's not that you don't get benefits right away, that it's all through the guild, and it's just it, it, I don't know. And I th- it's funny because even the recent you know um, strikes and well, not strikes, but um, everyone kind of talking about the the new deal, it it opened a lot of people's eyes to just how like messed up that side of things is. Cause it's like, yeah, we're making cartoons, but like, this is kind of really difficult, like on everybody. On, it's like in every way. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Cause in, in France, we have a special um, status for people who work um, for productions in general. So actually uh, if you work in animation, you're considered, under a status that is similar to if you work in the theater or if you work in music or if you work for for live action because because they acknowledge the fact that it's project based and that once the production wraps up then it's over and that you might be looking for a new gig 
and be unemployed for a couple of months. So um, yeah, well, wouldn't that be yeah? That'd be kinda, nice. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Uh, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of interesting, but it's like also, but you know, it's like everything, like because it's like the government is like acknowledges it. Like a lot of people who don't work in these industries are like, well, they're just uh, using welfare for because mm. they can't get a job or you know. So yeah. it's like politics, isn't it yeah. fun? <laughs> um. Chris, how do you deal with creative block when it hits you? And how does it feel for you? Uh, I, I, full, I full stop. I just full stop. Um, I learned very young. I'm not someone who does well with like trying to force it or to like, I'm not like a doodler, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm not someone who can work out of a block. That if I if I hit a block, um, whether like it's it's a like a true block or like I just don't know what to do on an assignment. Um, I le- learned best thing to do: take a break, just, just go do something else, mm-hmm. um, go game, go to go walk, um, because all that happens when I'm trying to force it is I just get angry, yeah, mm. uh, and and I'm and I'm not gonna make something that I'm happy with, you know. I think I think kind of like the the joke of like coming up with with ideas in the shower kind of a thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very much that of like just 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 walk away, just go Same. do literally anything else, go make a meal. Go check the mail because you're just going to waste time trying to force an answer, and ultimately you're probably force an answer that you you don't like and that you regret doing. Um, and so I just find find a way to be productive in some other way, whether that's you know relaxing or playing a game or you know doing chores or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know it'll it'll eventually come to me, but I find that the time is better spent. Um, having a healthy brainstorming break than it is to punch a wall creatively <laughs> for hours until something falls out and then I'm like fine whatever and I move forward um, mm-hmm. I, I would rather I would rather just check out yeah until no, until the that's... until the process comes you know comes to me and then I'm like cool that's it then I move yeah it's a great answer it's, it's, it's been a good thing that I've worked from home for so long because if someone mm-hmm. ever wa- watches my actual design process, it's it's a blank piece of paper and me pacing, <laughs> listening to music for like four hours. And then I'm like, that's the idea. And then I sit down and I do the idea. I'm like, there it is. That's what. That, but like, I don't want to waste line mileage. I don't want to waste my hands. Interesting. That's you know? so, re- that's really good. I like that you're you're very like, front heavy in that sense it's like you're really thinking it through before yeah. you just kind of go into it yeah, yeah. especially you know I, i've had carpal tunnel since high school so it's like oh, i don't nice. want to think with my hand <laughs> oh know? interesting yeah, wow yeah you know well, like I'm, I mean, you I, I'm drawing lobster that. johnson right now i've had a drawing of lobster johnson up the last hour mm-hmm. so i can like so i can like look at it and really think about what i wanted to do um so i'm not like searching for it as i'm, I'm sitting here um mm-hmm. It's just again, yeah, just because you know, I, I only have so much in my hand, and I don't want to. Huh. Um, and taking those breaks helps me out a lot, you know. Yeah, that's interesting. I think the breaks is just such a good, such a good answer. I feel like it's something that I struggle with a lot in terms of like I know it works because I've done it and it's worked. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you get in that headspace where it's like. I gotta get it done and you can't get your ass out of the chair yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like no you have to do you have to i don't know i feel like that decision of like get up walk away is actually kind of the hardest part sometimes yeah because well yeah because i think a lot of people think of like oh that's either me giving up or that's yeah. me um it's acknowledging that i don't know what i'm doing but it's like no getting up is part of that process getting up mm-hmm. is just another you, you're, you're taking a left you're not stopping the car you're, yeah. you're, you know, you're taking the scenic route now, but the scenic route may, might inspire you. It might give you a new way to think about it. You might look at different things and like that might spawn an idea. Like, you know, the amount of times I'll just be like looking at like a shower head or, uh, you know, something in the kitchen and I'm like, oh, there it is. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, and then I have it now rather than like looking and looking and, and trying and trying drawings and just, and just throwing things out and. You know, I've I've just always found like that that is just an uphill battle for me that I always lose. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Sure. Um, well, Fee, is there anything else you wanted to ask? 
Um, is there anything that you want to plug, Chris? Uh, go see Spider-Verse next year. Just because he'll find this funny. Uh, if anyone likes watching games, go watch uh, twitch.tv slash snowbikemike. He's my buddy, and I play games with him, and he's a maniac. He's, he's a maniac of a man. All right. <laughs> You've heard it. Uh, that's the end of this creative block. Chris, thanks for being our guest and sharing your story. Of course. Thank you for having me. Of course. And thanks to your listeners. Follow at, uh, us on Twitter. It's at Creative Block, Creative Without the Vowels, where we ask for drawing prompts and questions to ask your guests. Huge thanks to our editor, Clements, for editing the podcast and Malik for helping us produce the show. And if you love our show, then support us on Patreon. Becoming a patron gets you early access to interviews as well as bonus episodes. Click the link in the description of this episode. I've been your host, Gene. And I was B. Keep being creative, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.